Well, so good to see everybody here this morning. So glad you could join us. That was incredible worship, wasn't it? Just love your worship, Patrick. I love the way you you. worship the Lord and your sincere heart. I mean it. Thank you. Appreciate that so much. You know, there's nothing like just getting a guitar out and singing a few carols. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) For sure. Hey, we're going to do Christmas together. Yeah, we are. I'm telling you, you got to bring your guitar over my house. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, we only sing those songs once a year, so you got to remember the words. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I know people sing that. Some of those songs are like six verses. They are. are. I'm like, what in the world? I I thought all Christmas carols had just one verse. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're going to just take a little laid back approach to our Christmas online service this morning. And we just want to welcome you into that. And I thought maybe Patrick would be good if you wouldn't mind leading us in a verse out of the book of um, Luke chapter one, verse 18. And it's basically the story we were talking about a few weeks ago where Joseph had this encounter with an angel in a dream. And um, and how God gave him some instructions. So I thought maybe we could, if you could just read that, and we'll just jump in, because we've been in a series called God with Us, and I think this is a, a great passage. I love this passage. There's a lot of truth to this, and I'll point out a few things. I think you'll be blessed this morning. So would you read that for us? Absolutely. Here's what it says. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgins shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Wow, that's powerful. I love that right there where it says, Joseph, you're going to call him Jesus, right? But basically, he's going to have a nickname because yeah. everyone else is going to call him Amen. Emmanuel, which means God with us. How cool would that be? Yeah, to have a nickname like that. Yeah, right? from God, <laughs> from, from God. Yeah. But everybody else too. That's what yeah. they all. Everyone else called him. They called him Emmanuel. I mean, imagine you know being inside yeah. and eating dinner, and your friends come to the door. Hey, God with us. <laughs> Come play football with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be like... He never gets picked last, right? No, right. <laughs> we want God with us on our side. That's, that, would, that would be so cool. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I have nicknames growing up. I'm sure you did too. And yeah. nothing came close to God no, with us. No, no. But um, that was so cool that that, um, that, that, we, that word means that. Yeah. I want to have, ask you a question, come a serious question. Have you ever felt, and maybe Patrick, you could answer this as well. Have you ever felt like... Maybe you're just, you're, you're running on fumes. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just like giving all I got. I don't have much left. Um, or maybe a situation like uh, I'm up against something that I'm not sure I have what it takes inside to get to the other side of this thing. You know, just feel like you're just at that point where, you know, 
I don't know if I can hang on much longer. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Yeah, you know, I, you know, in many ways, I was just actually I was talking about this in worship before we started, and I said it in a in kind of a joking way, but it's it's really serious, especially in 2020. I feel like you know we say it all the time, but it really is real that. This has been one of those years where we kind of backs against the wall, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say that with with sickness and 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 the coronavirus and and many people may even know people who have passed away. Even you know, grandmother and my family passed away as as a result of complications with that. And so we've we faced sickness, we faced death this year. We've had a lot of political decisions to make, which have been hard. And there's been a difference of opinions, um, and even just Christmas. You know, I know everyone's. The economy, different ways, can be can be hard, especially in Christmas. The season is busy, and so, yeah, I feel like this has definitely been one of those years where, I mean, if you can choose from the myriad of options, yeah. where you feel like you're just kind of running, over, you just want things to go back to normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and this Christmas, probably more than any other Christmases, and I've had quite a few more Christmases than you've had. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, <laughs> but I would say, and you probably would agree. There's something a little bit different about this yeah. Christmas than yeah. others. You know, uh, I always love Christmas, and it's a wonderful time. But something about this Christmas isn't quite like maybe a normal Christmas. Yeah. And um, given all you mentioned, I can understand why. And for that reason, I think there's a lot of people, Patrick, that probably would say, in a large degree, I feel a little empty inside. I feel yeah. like there's been a loss or a removal or taken away. That word empty, I looked it up um, today. It actually means destitute, desolate, wow. wasted, void, just missing something. And I believe God sent his son into the world because he knew we were empty. Yeah. We were missing something. We were void of something. We were destitute, as that word said. You know, if I picked up a cup and I just handed you a cup, you would look at it and you would say, well, that's just a, a, an empty cup. You know, there's nothing in it. Well, how do you cause an empty cup to not be empty anymore? Pretty mm -hmm. obvious. Yeah. Just fill it up, right? Yeah. You just fill. You just gotta get something, and you fill it up. You don't. You don't cause the emptiness of the cup to be alleviated from its emptiness by staring at it, by looking at it, by moaning about it, yeah. by groaning, complaining about it, or telling it you're just a nut worthless empty cup. You you literally fill it up with something, and I think the reality is that. The world was empty, yeah. missing something, um, and then God, in His goodness, came and He filled this world up with His presence. Yeah. That's what He filled the cup up with. He filled it with His presence, and I believe anything that is filled with His presence is a game changer. Yeah. Would you agree? I, I agree. And you know, it's, it's, I love what you just said. This is kind of a different Christmas. It is in many ways. And you know, it's, it's, we, had, we just had lunch the other day and we were talking about how, man, we need a word from God. Our, just, just our society, our country, we just need God. And, and Christmas is a reminder. You know, I may be getting some of these um, points um, a little wrong, but between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 
I believe there was 400 years of silence from God. Exactly. Right? And so he had come into a season where the people were longing for God. Mm. They, 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 it was a, a dry and barren land, I guess you could say. And in many ways, I found myself this year, I mean, you know, we're going to get to the good news, but I just want to say, I mean, in many ways, I found myself, even this year, just speaking personally, of just, I need a word from God. Mm. I need to hear God. And many times going to Psalms 119, which is, I believe, the longest chapter in the Bible, and it mm. talks so much about the word of God. I've, you're, you're, it's a lamp into my feet and mm. a light into my path. And mm -hmm. yeah, this is a season, of just a reminder, man, that we need God. And He is Emmanuel, is God with us. That's mm. such a good word. Yeah. And God heard that cry from humanity. Yeah. And so He filled the earth with Himself. Yeah. Which is why we call him Emmanuel, yeah. God with us. Yeah. He came and joined us right. through the birth, which is Christmas, of his very own son, which was fascinating because God himself came into the earth yeah. as a person. It was man, and he was also God. It was so beautiful about Jesus. He was not just... He was not just Jesus, he was also God. He was not just a man, he was God. He was, he was a man Come on. that was hungry, and yet at the same time, he would also become God and say, I have bread you don't know nothing about. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He would be a man and say, I'm thirsty, and then he would be God and he would walk on top of water. Yeah. You know? He would be a man and say, um, you know, I... Uh, you know, I... I I, I grieve, I, I, I mourn, uh, I, I die. Yeah. And yet he would be God and raise from the grave. Yeah. You know, he was, he was a man God or God man. You know, yeah. today we have lots of people, they're fascinated with superheroes. You know, I never, in my, I, I, we only had like two superheroes when I was growing up. We had Superman yeah. and Batman. That was it. I mean, I, the Lone Ranger, but he wasn't, you know, yeah. supernatural. But <laughs> yeah. people like fascinated, aren't yeah. they, with this like, this you know, this Aquaman or this this kind of a figure that that can do these supernatural feats, but yet still seem like they're normal. But Jesus, he blows them all. He's all superheroes put together and more. Yeah, yeah, right. And what an amazing truth, because God with us. This is this is what makes Christianity different from every other religion in the world. And that it's not man reaching up to God, but God reaching down to man. Mm. It's, it's God it's God adding to himself flesh and becoming like us. And I love, there's a, a verse in Psalms, I can't remember exactly where it is, but it says, he remembers that we're but dirt, mm. right? And, and you know, in the book of Hebrews, it says that he's, he's a great high priest because he's been through what we've been through, but yet without sin. Yeah. So in other words, when we come into a season like this, a, what you talked about, a dry and barren land, when we pray to God, we're not praying to a God who's just, you know, the long white beard that we might think of, who's just got the lightning rod in his hand. Right. We're praying to a God who knows what we're going through. Mm. We're praying to a God who can relate. We're praying to a God who is sympathetic and empathetic with mm. us, what we're facing, because he remembers what we're doing. He was with us. He was tempted as we are. Right? Oh, absolutely. That's such an amazing truth. That's why I love your calling it God with us. It's, it's an amazing series. It, I, I love John chapter 1, verse 14, the Message Bible. You have to love this. Yeah. It says, The Word became flesh and blood, and moved into our neighborhood. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. how, how real can yeah, you get right good. there? I mean, can you imagine 
Uh, who moved in next door, honey? Oh, um, God with us. I mean, what in the world? Yeah. He moved into our neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. God himself came to the earth in the form of a man. Yeah. Joseph called him Jesus. The world would call him God with us. The most famous man in the world. He would, he would be the most intelligent man ever to walk the face of the earth, yet yeah. never write a book. Yeah. He would never, yet, yeah. yet books are written, more books are written about him than any other, any other person in the world. He never sang a song. And yet more songs are sung about him than any other person in the world. Yeah. He never traveled more than 300 miles from his own home. Yeah. And yet you can find his name mentioned all over the world. It was an incredible, incredible gift that God gave us. He gave us himself. Yeah. He was God and he was man. That's amazing to me. Uh, and the best thing about us, I think, that we can remember during this time, during this Christmas time, the best thing we can do is remember that God is always with us. Yeah. We sometimes can forget that truth, especially in this kind of a crazy turmoil of a yeah. season we've been through. You mm -hmm. know what? God's never left. Come on. He's still here. He's right here in the middle of everything going on. God is with us. And I, I, wonder, I wonder what kind of things you could do, I could do, and you can do if we truly embrace the very thought and the fact, you know, I'm going to jump into this and I believe God's going to be with me. Yeah. I mean, it was that thought I believe probably captured Peter's heart when when he jumped out, when he stepped outside of that boat, right? Yeah. And said, okay, I'm gonna do something no one's ever done in the history of the world, and I'm gonna walk on water. Because what did he, yeah. ask, what did he ask Jesus out there on the water before he ever stepped out of the boat? Do you remember what he asked? He said, Jesus, if that's you, <laughs> Bid me to come to you. ask me to come, come on. And, and, and once he heard Jesus say, come on, baby. Yeah. Once he knew that, he, what, what was that? He heard God say, he heard Jesus say, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Come join me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I love that truth that God, it's not, it's not just God with us for Mary. It's not just God with us for Joseph. It's not just God with us for those first century mm -hmm. Christians, I guess you could say. But it's Because when you were speaking, I thought about Jesus' last words at the Last, last Supper. And when he said, someone greater is coming. Right? Yeah. And, and greater works will you do. This is the message of Christmas is a message that has never ceased. We are living in an era where God is with us. Jesus reigns through the spirit of Christ who lives in us. Oh, this is man. God with us. Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you. Yeah. And I'm never going to forsake you. It's so good. Not only did he come to join us, but he's never left. Yeah. <laughs> he's still yeah. the same Jesus here today as he was 2,000 years ago. There's a story I heard, Patrick, of um, a little island of Hawaii back in the late 1800s called Molokai. Um, Molokai was an island that was filled with hopelessness. Mm -hmm. It was filled with people that were desolate, that were truly, truly destroyed as a person full of drunkenness, full of, of, of um, 
people just beating each other, hurting one another, cruelty, abusiveness was going on, all sorts of immorality. It was the most dark place you would ever imagine. <clears throat> and it was dark because everyone had one thing in common. They had in common a disease that was incurable called leprosy. And when a person in the Hawaiian Islands at that time in the 1800s found out they had leprosy, they were banned to this particular island. Mm. Everyone on this island had leprosy. I think it was 1882, there was a man who was a Catholic priest and his heart, he was around 30 years old. His heart burst with compassion for these people. He said, I'm gonna go minister to these people. And he left the confines of his wonderful, comfortable home. And he went to that island full of lepers. And he built hospitals, wow. he built clinics, he built churches, he even built up to 600 coffins during his time there. And he would, and it, he had a service, he would always have a church service, and every time he preached, he would always begin his message with, um, I welcome you brethren, yeah. I welcome you brethren. And that was the way he introduced his message. And then 12 years later, one day he got up and he began to start his message. And he said, I welcome you, my fellow lepers. Wow. <laughs> he became mm. one of them and died mm. on that island as one of them. He chose out of a heart of compassion and love and gave up literally, in a sense, his life as well. So powerful. You know, I think a beautiful thing is to discover in our own life that God is with us. Yeah. You know, um, Patrick, it's um, a passage that I love to read in the Bible as we get ready to close here. When these two guys were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, a town about seven miles away. And uh, you can imagine, it takes a little while to walk seven miles. Definitely for me, it would. And on the process of this journey, there was a man that joined them. and said, hey, what y'all talking about, you know? And they looked at him, and the Bible says, they're like, are you serious? I think one version says, uh, you must be like the dumbest person around, yeah. you know? <laughs> Do you, have you not heard yeah. what's going on in yeah. Jerusalem? Have you not heard the turmoil and all? Where have you been? And, he's, and this man's like, I don't, what you talking about? Jesus. He, he, we had so much hopes that he would redeem us, and now he's gone. He's, they killed him. The religious leaders killed him, and, and our hopes have been dashed, and our dreams have been sidetracked, and we're just kind of at a loss right now, and we're just trying to figure this all out. <laughs> The Bible says that this man that joined them on this journey began to tell them stories about this coming Messiah that they had 
been dealing with and talking about and expounding upon them this Messiah through the Old Testament scriptures. And he began to quote scriptures from perhaps Isaiah and, and other uh, passages as well and point out, even, it says even from the point of Moses through the prophets, yeah. all that had been told about this kind of Messiah. And so he's just like, you know, so these two guys are thinking, wow, we've got a Bible scholar on our yeah. hands, you know, who is this dude, yeah. you know? And they were so intrigued by the conversation, how he was, they, he was bringing such enlightenment to these passages of scriptures that when they finally got to Emmaus, they said, well, we're here, and Jesus said, well, I, I'm going on. And they go, why don't you just join us and have dinner with us? And, and uh, Jesus, it was Jesus, he said, okay, yeah. okay. And, and Jesus went in and joined them. They had no idea it was Jesus. Yeah. They had no idea it was Jesus until it says that <clears throat> they were sitting there and Jesus took the bread. And he took the bread and the Bible says he thanked God for it first. I, I wonder what that prayer must have been like yeah. when he prayed thanking God for this bread. He thanked God for the bread and then the Bible says that he broke the bread and he gave it. And once he gave, when the Bible says when they reached out to grab the bread, something happened, what happened? Hmm. Their eyes were opened and they realized this was Emmanuel. Come That's on, so this is God with us. Yeah. It was there, and then Jesus disappeared. The Bible says he, he left, he's gone. Something happens, I believe, even when we take communion. I wanna encourage you, if, if you don't have a, uh, some communion elements, that's okay. Grab a piece of bread, grab a cracker, grab anything after we get done. And I want you to have communion. We're going to have it right now. There's something powerful about communion. I feel like this is a hammer. This is, this is so big. There's something powerful about communion. The fact is that it reminds us. Uh, he's, Jesus said, whenever you take this, remember me. Well, what is he saying? He's saying, remember I'm still here. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm right here in your situation. Whether it's a health issue, a financial issue, a marriage issue, a, you know, a decision you need to make, or just, you know, just want to sense his presence. I'm here. I've yeah. never left. Yeah. So I want us to do this. Patrick, I want us to take communion. So together today, me and you, and uh, I'm just going to take a little, i tell you what, why don't you, here. Grab it here, grab it. <laughs> we didn't rehearse this. Why don't you take a piece of my bread okay. and uh, I'll take a piece of yours. Amen? Amen. And we're just going to take, um, take this together. And uh, we encourage you to do the same. And um, the Bible says that the Last Supper, that Jesus took bread and he broke it and he prayed. Father, we realize that this bread represents your body, which is broken for us. And we say thank you that you came and you became broken just like we we're broken and became one like us. Yeah. We thank you for that. We're reminded of that today. In Jesus' name, we receive the bread. And then the Bible says that when that last supper, he took the cup 
And he was a reminder that our sins are forgiven, that his blood washes away our sins. And so, Father, we take this cup as a reminder that all of our faults and all of our flaws, all of our sins, yeah. all of our mistakes, all of our shortcomings, literally are washed away. We have all fallen short of your glory and of your expectations. But Lord, we know that there's been one that has not, and that was your son, that you sent to us who is still with us. And because of you, Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Yes. And so we drink this juice today as a reminder to us that Lord Jesus, you are still with us. Thank you for that. Wow, that's amazing. Well, before we go, why don't we sing a song? Absolutely. One more song, and we'll call it an afternoon or morning, whatever you're, you're watching as. And we just want to tell you one more time how much we love you, how much we appreciate you, and how encouraged we are that this Christmas season you're remembering that God's with you in your stuff, in your situation. You're remembering, you know what? I'm not in this alone. God's with me. Amen. this throughout the season 
reminded that the point of Christmas is you, Jesus. The greatest gift didn't come on a tree. He hung on a tree for our sins, for our salvation, for our justification. So I pray that our Christmas parties and our family get-togethers, Lord, that we would remember you, the God who's never left us nor forsaken us, the God who will always be with us through the thick and the thin, through everything that we face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Christmas.